tasty nuggets. Tasty nuggets. Shout out to the tolls out there that I haven't been paying. Just been doing one of those roll down the window, plopping my arm out. Oh, sorry, was I on your? No. Oh, wow, you set it up real good. I've done that twice getting here in the past few months. Get out of my screen, sucker. No, no, I'm talking about the toll thing. And I haven't gotten caught. I haven't gotten a letter yet. Really? I just don't have the change in my car. I'll pay it. Well, it's 2022. Yeah. Why don't you have a fucking easy pass? Listen, you, you live I, in this state. <laughs> they won't give me an easy pass. I moved. When I moved houses, uh, easy pass was not notified because we live in the dark ages. And uh, I owed them like 40 bucks. And now they won't give me an easy pass for my car. Epic shouts to the crew over here at Wrecked Productions because the last video was top notch. Thank you. It looked good. It was edited. It made us uh, sound uh, like we knew what we were talking about. And duh, duh, duh. I wasn't doing that the whole time. Cut all that bullshit out. I was vaping in our videos like I'm doing right now. Yeah. Whatever, Vape Dog. That's fine. We keep it real. It smells good, though, right? Yeah. Blue Raspberry. Vape Dog, an NFT Fauci in the building. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got a notepad today. That means like you have stuff that we want to talk about. Well, I wanted to be a little more prepared than I was in the past. I know you're all about the preparation, and I'm more about off the cuff, but at least I could take some bullets, and I had some ideas in that email that you probably didn't read that I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to take the conversation and flip it, okay. turn it on its head, and talk about not necessarily... You know, we talk about content, what to make, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I thought it'd be interesting to, to, to rewind our minds back and think about advice that if we knew then what we know Ooh. now, what would we tell ourselves? What would we Ooh. tell a younger version of ourselves getting into a bit, a create, there's a creative business, you know? I can relate to this, you know, because I feel like I say this to myself all the time. Huh. If I only knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now. Well, you know, you live and learn. First of all, that's the first advice I'd give myself. I'd say not to be too hard on myself when it comes to doing business. And also, you live and learn. There's a ton of things I could, you know, I could go on. What would be like the first thing, you know, you think you're getting into this business, your passion business, video production, you're grinding it out. You can't believe it. You're in this space and you're thinking back to yourself like 20 years ago. What would you, what would you say? I didn't know 20 years ago mm. what I was going to be doing today. today. But so, did you like to do this kind of work um, 20 years ago or is it something you discovered over, over 20 years ago? I started doing DJ work. Okay. When I was 21, Uh huh. which, you know, that's post over the road and truck driving and post college. So, yeah. Um, I've had an interesting previous experience. I kind of like landed in my space. However, I would have told myself 20 years ago, um, with doing mobile entertainment like that, um, we very, very lightly scratched the surface of, of lighting at that point in time, in the early 2000s. So you would have told yourself to be better at lighting? The equipment itself wasn't affordable as, it's not like it's affordable, but it wasn't anywhere near, um, as easily accessible or affordable as it is today. Mm -hmm. Only like touring guys really had that type of equipment. Well, the whole world is in, you know, yeah, as things, things got, uh, you know, cheaper and like the accessibility has changed over the years yeah. and as technology has shifted. All right. So let's go back 20, 25 years, 25 puts us around. I, I would have, you know what, man, first of all, I would have bought Apple stock. Okay. Went. Yeah. Let's not talk about like back to the future two style. We're not buying like the sports I would have gotten almanac. the sports almanac. Let's talk about advice basically to younger uh, right, people. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, dude, you know, like I would have paid attention a little bit more or taken advantage of some opportunities in education 
in that were out there and available that I was just, you know, a young kid and like, yeah, eh, man, I don't yeah. need to learn that. Because I think like the key is not just creativity, it's, it's intelligence too. And you have an opportunity early in your life to ascertain free intelligence. And even more so now they have all these crazy programs out there. I think it would be in your best interest to try to learn as much as you possibly can. You know, you can't fake it till you make it in everything in life. You know, like you have no. to have. So I would have been more well-rounded, I think, in, in the entirety of AVL and, and gotten the opportunity to learn a little bit more about it at the public school or college's expense. It was a big shift in my college career. I, I was doing, they didn't like to call it telemarketing, but it was telemarketing for the college. And I realized that if I wanted to graduate with a media arts degree in video production, media, I was like, I might as well work in the department. And as soon as I realized that, it was funny, the day I realized how horrible my job was and how I should really focus on graduating and getting involved in the department, like that day I looked in the uh, school paper uh, coincidentally, I would be working for the school paper at one point, learning graphic design and whatnot. If you're into something, don't be afraid to get into it and don't be afraid to be dumb. You know, go into it, kind of what you're saying about education. Like, experience is the number one place to learn this stuff and putting yourself in a position where you're at least around it. Even if you're doing grunt, like I was doing basic AV work, I was setting up, you know, the reels on films, I was setting mm -hmm. up, you know, Re, re, uh, replacing bulbs in projectors and stuff. And I kind of loved it. It was actually probably the best job I, I, I was ever, you know, I excelled at it. But I was around all the professors and I got to talk to them about their crazy stories about, you know, meeting Dennis Hopper. They were working some job in South America where they were stuffing cocaine into the canisters <laughs> and like mailing it back. Anyway, uh, I met a lot of interesting people doing that. And I, I got to watch, I basically loved watching movies so i just got to watch movies all the time you know yeah so immersing yourself and not being afraid uh afraid to do that you're young and you're watching this and you have the opportunity to be in something like stage crew and yeah. you want to be involved in any kind of like even you don't think hey i don't want to be in theater work yeah. like being on stage crew and learning the ins and outs of how because it's how everything works let me finish my sentence first how everything works and it's literally uh a moving chemistry project and you know it ties into so many different fields when you get to certain levels being in production yes where you have engineers and consultants and there's so many different ways you can be involved in in, in a, you know in production itself so that would be my advice it's also networking too i mean being around yeah. that as long as you're not like a dude like don't be a douche listen more than you speak which is funny coming from me but like it's really important for you to take in as much as you can without uh you know it, you, if you're around people like that ob observe and and really take it in definitely network i mean when i first went to college i somehow became speakers director for the entire university so I was in charge of uh, national acts that were coming in, comedians. I got to meet like Jimmy Fallon, Amy Pollard. I got to meet all these people that it was just amazing. I got to meet them, but I didn't really take full advantage of it. I didn't like really understand. No one ever explained to me what I'm explaining right now, which is when you're in those moments, you really have to like take it all in and really network. Uh, obviously I'm not gonna be networking with like Jimmy Fallon, but the people that I was working with that I had those opportunities with, I had the opportunity at the time to really take more of an advantage of that. It, it led to more opportunities, but I was kind of a dumbass when it came to respecting those opportunities that I had. And leading into now, network now. Yeah. Network or no work, man. I, yeah. you know, in this, my industry in particular, I get to work with all these different artists, right? And it's insane how like the, the web of the world comes together and who some of these 
uh, when they, I call it running the circuit, you know, they run the circuit, these musicians run the circuit. And by that, I mean that they're touring with all of these huge name people and who their experiences and who they're hanging out with. And then you do right by other people within that network. And when something comes up um, and somebody's looking for a suggestion, then they're the first people to be like, Oh, you know what, dude? Yeah. Uh, in my case, I'll use my case. And I know this, this great studio. It's not, you know, ginormous but it's a great studio the people there are incredible you know that's a big part of it and then boom next thing you know you got some like super eddie mega vetter house coming and, in uh, yeah what are you talking about you wouldn't want eddie vetter in I your mean, production I, studio yeah maybe 1993 what are you eddie talking vetter. about what do you mean i'm not a fan of, of 2020 all right uh, Pearl here's, Jam. here's the second don't let your personal taste get in the way of business <laughs> no no no, okay? no okay yeah yeah wait wait i, I retract that if Eddie Vedder wants to come here, he is welcome to come I here I mean, he's going to be here. Was that last time or this time? See here now. They're doing the Asbury Park Festival. There's going to oh, be big are they, names. Are they doing it again? I don't know if That's it's... in September, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But you could play. Anyway, you, you touched on something. Aside from all the silliness, you touched on the fact that, uh, you know, people recommend. Yep. It's not about, like, selling yourself in a douchey, sleazy way. It's just being a good person that you can you, – you're professional and you're also not a – douchebag to be around yeah that's a winning combination it's one thing to tell everybody that you're great but if you are great people will tell you that you're great yeah. you know what i mean so that yeah. douchey thing doesn't really work so yeah. well as i met these these celebrities i i learned that uh don't tell jokes to comedians and don't play music for musicians <laughs> i didn't do that i, I wouldn't want to do either that. of those things no. that's why i feel bad for the people on like american idol and stuff you're out there singing not only are you singing in front of them but you're singing they pick like their song well i'd see in front I'd, of them. we did this event with jimmy fallon he was there this was before he had his own show you know, back in the olden days, but like when he was still on SNL people, yeah, people were like telling him jokes and he's just like, ha ha ha. But I was just <laughs> sitting there, you know, you sit there with him, you were having dinner and we were just shooting the shit. And it's like, you just be a, be a genuine, be yourself, be a genuine person and don't try to like sell, just be, be good at what you do. Be great at what you do. If you can learn what you can be as quiet as you can. Don't be a douchebag basically. Yeah. Listen more would have been a good one too. Yeah. Listen more. Oh man. I talked so much. It was yeah. so stupid. So stupid. Yeah, when I think about that now. You know? It's tough because in this situation, I'm, like, forced to talk a lot. But I like to kind of just take it back. And, yeah. And and talk with my, it took my me, ears. It took me up until recently to just talk so much less when you're in a position of talking to when you're in the in the same air as a as a successful business person uh, like a millionaire who knows what they're doing who's uh, you know people even that are retired like ask them questions they don't really you know they, they have so much knowledge to give that it's just you know it's so important to to really soak all that in when, when you get a chance so i mean that was my number one thing on here was speak less yeah speak less i agree with that people I think i'm being mean when i do that mm. like oh you're being mean or anti no i'm not i'm really just listening to everything that's happening so i remember i worked at uh blockbuster video for all the youngsters out Which there one? oh you were in here. albuquerque oh. i met doogie when i worked there doogie, doogie. <laughs> oh uh, here's some advice Dear don't diary yeah if you if you meet neil patrick harris don't call him doogie he doesn't like that i remember my my goofball manager at the time I'll, i was just like I, I he asked me a question i turn around and in my head i'm like doogie but like I, I, he asked me a question uh about some video game and i was talking to him and then of course my meathead manager comes out and she's just like doogie i'm like you're a, you're you don't know well, what's going on. imagine you're a child star hmm. and you don't want to get typegraphed into a box and then so you did one thing mm -hmm. 35 years ago or yeah. 30 years ago and then everybody keeps calling you that for yeah. 30 plus years yeah nobody and you've done like broadway plays and one like 
Grammys well, or luckily, Oscars you know, or whatever the fuck you win. He did make a make a comeback, so good good for Neil Patrick Harris. Good for Neil. Just be nice to just everybody. Be Treat everybody. <laughs> Even be. to this day, it's so funny because I've met I've met you know quasi famous people Stop recently. Footsies with me. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, don't play footsies with your co-host. Uh, I've met I've met quasi celebrities recently, and you find yourself saying things or doing things, and you're like, "Am I doing this to get attention? Am I doing this to be genuine, or am I doing this to like get an edge with this person?" And it really made me like check myself and be like, "Don't be a douche to this person. Be be yourself. Yeah, you know, be yourself and don't have expectations. Yeah, like, don't try to sell yourself like they're gonna be like." Yeah, carpet you to fame from there. Yeah, yeah. Just treat them like they're a normal person yes. that you passed in the store. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't mean like no, in an impersonal way, but I'm just saying, yeah, like be friendly yeah. to people. I think I mean, people that's... have like these expectations. Like, if I get on their radar, they're gonna like they're gonna befriend me. Like, how many random people do you meet in one setting for a couple of hours, and then all of a sudden they're gonna be like blowing up your phone? The second thing I have on here is uh, talking about uh, you know when people say uh, under promise over deliver, and what I say is. And something that I used to not do was I'd overpromise and and underdeliver. But what I say is like underpromise mm-hmm. and deliver exactly what you're supposed to deliver. I mean, I wouldn't say overdeliver. If you're running your own business, I would deliver exactly what you say you're going to deliver. Mm-hmm. And you could argue with me on this, but like if you deliver good quality service and you do what you say you're going to do, um, if you overdo it, you might be setting yourself up for uh you know at that point then you're just raising the expectation every single time you know what i mean over deliver do you think over deliver but not if somebody asks you like i need a a production studio i need to shoot something Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna shoot it uh and then i just need the footage it's not like you're gonna take the footage for them and be like hey i'll edit it for you and not you know yeah there's definitely more porridge here so by that i mean like do your best work Mm -hmm. by over deliver i think over 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 deliver expectations of quality not so i mean in that scenario i hear what you're saying i'm not gonna say okay we have a studio rental in the back they just want the space itself Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to do everything in it, and I'm going to turn, uh, I'm going to do a custom set build, so when they walk in, it's like surprise. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Maybe I, you have some nice coffee for them or something? I don't know. I think if you have a set build and you have us doing the, the lighting on top of it, you know, we're going to over-deliver in the quality of the lighting product that we're going to produce for your video, probably more than you had expected. Mm. That's not by over-dedicating fixtures. It's not like overdoing. So there's yeah. like a, a difference between, I think it's just like do great work. Well, yeah, do great work, you but know, you should be delivering great your work. Your product and then yeah. deliver great work. Yeah. It's, it, it kind of bothers me. I used to work for this developer slash tried to do like marketing, PPC, Google ad marketing, and like third-party seller crap. She did well a little bit, but then he eventually didn't do very well at it. Anyway, but he would want to say, uh, work, work smart, not hard. And I'd say you should probably work smart and you should work hard. I agree with that. It's not like (laughs) if you're working smart and not hard, what does that mean? You're being deceitful and, and, and not putting your best foot forward. I, I think you should probably work smart and work hard. I think I've definitely said that before. And I, I think, you know, before you say you should think about it, but use your fucking head before you do something. So if there's a, a better way to do it, like yeah, do it the better way. But yeah, I think he meant it more like um, yeah, like I'm I'm gonna do this the smart way. I'm gonna save myself some time and money and do it smart, you know. But I don't have to work as hard. Where it's just like you should you should do you should do it the smart <laughs> way, and you should work as hard as. Don't be hard on yourself is definitely something I would tell my 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 younger self. But you know. Work smart and work hard, but don't be hard on yourself. That's what I would say. Pre-plan what you're doing a little bit better. Yeah. Write that list out and like make an outline to your project. Sometimes I'm like a hands-on type person. Like I just need to do it 
and see and feel it. Yeah. But I mean, if, if I could tell my younger self, you know, uh, work more on pre-planning details because it will pay off. And you're setting yourself up. You're setting your mind up to yeah. like, this is the steps that need to get done, written it out. And then you'll know, you know, you start a project for school, you start something, it kind of fizzle. You, you have all the greatest intentions in the beginning and you just jump into it. And then it kind of fades off. If you have that thing all pre-planned out or listed out what you want, it's going to be easier for you to check off those boxes. And yeah. it, it helps in the future when you're dealing with clients to have a plan and be like, all right, you know, you're going to pay the deposit. X, Y, Z is going to happen. Then we're going to be in the middle. You're going to pay a little more Then this is going to happen. And then at the end, you're going to pay the rest and, and we're going to have the whole project done. Oh, respond. That was, that was the next thing on my list. Respond. When somebody like emails you or in this day texts you or whatever, you have to strike while the iron's hot. If it's a sales kind of a thing, but also if somebody's asking you for something, I'm so guilty of this. And it's something I've really been working on within the last few years is just, if somebody emails me, I won't email back for like, like days and days, but, but now I at least respond right away. So I could be like, Hey, I got your email. I'm just going to do X, Y, Z, a lot of X's, Y's, and Z's today. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I got to do. And then I'm going to write back to you. Like the other, like yesterday, somebody wrote to me and was like, Hey, I need this done. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, you know, let, let, you know, I'm in the middle of something right now. Let me, uh, let me look it over and then I'll, and then I'll get back to you. So at least I responded, you know, right away. And, uh, you know, of course they wrote back they're like, Oh, it's no problem. Take your time. I'm like, never tell me to take my time because you will, you know, the, <laughs> the world will freeze over before before no don't tell me to take my time I need, I'll do it I need to tell my older me that too I still struggle with that I get um like in a hoopla of things and then I got a hundred things going on in my brain and this is even more the reason why you should just do it right away mm. um and then I'll be like something will come in mm -hmm. a text message an email and then two three things will happen in succession to that that, oh, that, yeah. that pull my brain away then I completely forget then it's 9 p.m then I'm like oh I'm gonna do it tomorrow you know, and then tomorrow comes and then with tomorrow, there's some oh, new thing new that comes up thing. and then that pushes you back. And then it's like, oh, next thing you know, it's two o'clock and it's like, oh, shit, I never answered that person back, you know, and then they get pissed. So I agree with that. Respond. And I'm telling myself this watching this. You have a list of things you have to do, whether you write it down or it's in your head or whatever. And it's so funny, the things that get pushed to the they always get pushed to the end and you really have to make an effort because all these things will be coming at you all day like uh like yesterday i'm trying to get home to my wife and my kids because my wife is like losing her mind she's there with like the two-year-old and the newborn and and then i'm like oh crap i gotta get this i gotta get this design done I, you know this this needs to happen um and then it took it took me only 30 20 minutes 30 minutes to get it done but it was like six o'clock at night and, and it's so funny how procrastination works. What I try to do now with procrastination is I try to imagine, I try to get in the mindset of I have 30 minutes left to do something. I'm just going to crank it out as fast as possible. Because at that point, at least you have something done. So instead of me waiting until I actually don't have any more time, I try to like trick my brain into saying, oh, I don't have any more time, even though I do. Because you're kind of going to give the same you're going to give the same, like, if you give yourself 30 minutes to do something, at least by the end of those 30 minutes, you'll have something. You'll have something to work off of, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise, you're, you're you know, you're, you're screwed. I also tend to put myself in multiple projects at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about, like, complete a project? <laughs> Sometimes the, the logistics of completing a project involve a little game of ping pong. And I'll, I'll, I'll play a little project ping pong with people where, you know, they'll be asking me for something and I'll just do the next step just to 
knock it over back to them and just have it so it's in their court and, and they have to do something. And when those things are going on, you can have multiple projects going on. There are times where, you know, you have to get one project done and you just need to block out a chunk of time and just be like, look, I'm closing the door. I'm going to put some like meditative or drum and bass music on and I'm just going to sit there and get in the zone and just do what I have to do. And even though all these other things are going to be creeping into your mind or people are going to be trying to get in touch with you, you just have to sit there and really there's two ways of going about it. You have to have all the projects listed out what you have to do. You have to prioritize it based on what needs to get done first, uh, what's time sensitive and what's not. And then eventually there's certain things that aren't time sensitive that you're just going to keep pushing back. But you have to say, look, I'm going to devote this block of time to just doing this and getting it done. I had to do that. We talked the other, the other week about the eviction attorney and I had to get those blogs just completed. And I, I had all this stuff going on. It was the end of the month, but I was like, I have to get this done. So I just, I just sat there and just skewed everything else out of the way and just focused on that one thing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a balance that you kind of have to learn. I'll segment out my work and literally just say, look, you know, like I'm going to be working on this project for the next four or five hours. So like, you know, if you need me for something, don't ask me. Yeah, I love I love giving myself that time when I could actually like dive in and like focus on something, which is so rare these days for a number of reasons. I, I love being able to do that where you could just sit and focus and, and really you have to something I would tell, you know, a younger version of me would be like, you know, take the win. Like if you finish something, pat yourself on the back a little bit. You know, don't be hard on yourself. Oh, it wasn't perfect or, oh, it was late or I did this or, you know, my socks didn't match, whatever it was. Just take a second to be like, look, you, you, the best advice I got in college was uh, RIP uh, Gus Blaisdell. He, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he was like, I was like, oh, here's the paper. I know it could have been da da. He's like, Andrew, you did something. You did something. And that was the single most important advice I've probably gotten my entire life is just like you finished it. You did it. It was complete. Now, don't. Don't do all the bullshit you usually do and don't be a little baby about it. Like you did it, it's done. So like, good job, you know? You could fix it next time. You could make this better later, but like the project is complete. You can move on to the next the hmm. next thing, you know? Never had that uh, outlook. Oh, it was life-changing. That was, he was, he was one of the greatest, uh, I, I never had in, in grammar school, as I've talked about before, uh, high school, I never had a teacher that like actually inspired me or gave me a shot to just do what I like to do. I was often told to believe it or not, be quiet. I was often <laughs> kicked out of classes. I was often disruptive. I never, nobody ever harnessed Ugh. that energy. Uh, you know, my, my senior year of high school, I wanted to take an art class. I had all my credits done. They wouldn't let me take an art class. I'm like, why aren't you letting me take an art class? Like they didn't encourage what I like to do. So, you know, to finally be at, in a, in an institution where, you know, people were applauded for being, uh, creative and, and applauded for being themselves. Like I finally found that whole department, the media arts department was, I think they changed their name. If they changed it to blah, blah, blah film or something, media arts was such a better name for it. But being in that area, be, like I said before, like just being in that environment shifted and having that specific professor, you know, he, he was, he was awesome. He was great. Taught some great classes. Anyway, it is good to have, uh, you know, if you, if, if you could, if my younger self could find a, a, a mentor or someone to bounce ideas off of, I did have that eventually with people in that department, but that, that's an important thing too, to, to listen to people that have more experience than you, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, the youngsters out there, you know, they, they get cocky, mm -hmm. 
they think yeah, they yeah, know, I know everything. I know, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. just like, say somebody's going over something. Yeah, 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 I know. Don't do that to people because you know what? They, they do know more than you and, and just absorb and be respectful so that in the future, when something comes up, they're going to call on you or they're, they might reach out to you and say, Hey, you're cool. I need help with this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get on board with that. Yeah. Learn a lot from the old cats. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. For real. Um, I have, you want me to just go down my list? Yeah. I mean, I got one more. I mean, I got, it? I, no, no, I got, I got a few more, but the okay. next one I'm saying, I got one more meaning. Here's my next one is put yourself out there. Yeah. People, I, I think I, I might've talked about it last week where I was working on or, or in a previous podcast where I was helping somebody with their online identity. And I'm like, okay, you want to do this? You want to be a fitness person? Uh, do you have selfies? Do you have pictures? No, no, we have stock photography. I'm like, okay. You know, that, that goes in line of like, all right, you're getting it done. That's great. But honestly, you need to put yourself out there and, and specific to say my younger self, I would say, be more involved in the things I was interested in going to network events. Eventually, you know, the marketing events, they're kind of stupid, but like, if you go to them while you're younger, you'll meet some interesting people. It doesn't always have to be marketing events. Like there's NFT events coming up. I want to go to, uh, there's music events I want to go to. Um, but just putting yourself in those, it, it might seem boring or you might feel awkward about it, but the more you do that and like interact with people, being a bellman at a, at a hotel actually helped me be able to converse with people better and be able to like, it's an interesting job. Oh yeah. It was one of my first high school. It was like my, in high school, it was like the first legit, it wasn't the one where I got baked and I was a bus boy. <laughs> this was one where I was like, all right, I got to actually make money before I go to college. I'll be a, I'll be a bell bell boy. A bellboy. I didn't wear a stupid hat, but I did have a stupid bow tie. Um, but it was interesting because, you, you know, you, in that environment, you're meeting all these different people and mm-hmm. you have to learn how to talk. You can't just be like marble mouth and like have your like staring at your toes the whole day like some doofus. You yeah. have to actually like, you know. Dude, the social yeah. savviness of kids today is. I don't know how good it's oh, been. Brutal. For, yeah, I don't know how good it's been throughout time, <laughs> but I don't know if I was so bad at it as people i've met there are exceptions obviously to everything um but it is kind of amazing how you know they just seem dude I, I, that's something you definitely if you want to be involved in, in stuff you definitely you got to be you can't you yeah. can't do it you know unless you plan on getting a job at google that you can work at from home if they continue to do that for forever yeah or you sit yourself and like you can't not be able to talk to people like you ha- i don't want to hear like social anxiety yeah like dude people, you have to learn how to talk to people People talk about anxiety and it's like look no. i i have anxiety yeah. i've had anxiety but guess what you take that terrifying bottomless dark hole of fear and you use it as fuel to get out into the world and conquer it you don't just sit at home and go on twitter and say i have anxiety yeah yeah it's not going to kill you there's people out there that have days to live they have an actual disease that is destroying their body and they only have minutes to live before the lights go out and their existence is over so if your biggest problem is you don't feel like uh, going out today or you're scared because you have anxiety, guess what? You really need to suck it up and get out there. I agree with that statement. hundred percent. Wow. You have to be able to talk to people. Stop. I hate, like, and I see it when I go to stores, you oh, know, yeah. and there's younger kids that are working in client facing positions 
which, you know, whether it's cash registers or the foods, you know, they, they, I guess the ideal thing is to be like food station behind Wawa because they just have to order. You don't, you can't order over the counter. You just have to press the button on yeah. the computer and you can't even like really talk to them back there. I love friendly. Um, I love friendly meeting friendly people. There's, there's a guy at windmill, this kid that worked at windmill and you go in there and he was friendly. He would talk, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Talk. The, if you're going to be in customer service, you should totally yeah. be that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to find a job that would allow you not to have to talk to people, but you, you still need to be able to talk to people. Speaking of a cashier's grocery store, I, I'm there, I'm checking out. I, 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 I bag. Uh, I asked uh, the cashier one time, uh, you know, within the last uh, year of grocery shop, I'm like, bagging. Do, do the do cashiers like it? And the lady's like, yeah, they love it when you bag. You bag, you're helping out. So I'm like, all right. So I became a bagger. I wasn't always a bagger. I always felt awkward about bagging. Should I bag? Am I intruding? But I just asked the cashier, hey, should I bag? And they're like, we love a bag. So <laughs> I became a bagger and I'm getting ready to bag. I'm bagging it up. And this is a different time. I, there was a, a youngster at the, at the cashier. Like the way you work it. Yeah. Thank no, you. No diggity. Bag it up. Uh, <laughs> So I'm bagging uh, at this other time, and there was a youngster at the cashier, uh, and and I'm bagging it, and I'm like grabbing it and grabbing it, and she's, I'm, I'm I said, so, hi, how you doing? Whatever, bag. I'm really, I, I just, I just, everything. I need to slow down. I'm really uncomfortable right now. I'm like, what are you? Oh yeah, you told me this story. Yeah. You told me this story. I, I love telling she, this story. I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm, I'm bagging. I'm helping, and you're being super weird about it. But you know, whatever. It's like she, yeah. uh, newsflash. She wasn't there the next week. I went to the grocery store. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a slippery slope because they say, you know, people refer to people at my age as Gen X and younger kids say that, you know, like, you know, Gen X always like muddled it up and, you know, and now they kind of like everything is their own little, um, um, not disease, but disorder, you know, like, oh, there's all these disorders and we're just going to take a, you know, give you some medicine and give you some medicine and give you, but like, what's right or wrong here? You know, I'm not saying that things should go untreated, but I will say that I think that there's more coddling in treatment than there is reality of problem. Well, you know, I'm not saying anxiety doesn't exist because, you know, like like, anxiety definitely exists. You release, you know, endorphins and you get an adrenaline rush and, you know, that's what causes the anxiety. It's it's, it's science. Yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of the science, but it's not. Trust the science, Fauci. I wouldn't. NFT Fauci. (laughs) I wouldn't say that like. You know, I'm not but, saying you have to deal with it through therapy. If, if medications are prescribed, you just gotta do it. It gets easier. Well, yeah, it gets easier Talking the more you people. treat it. Don't let it become part of your identity. As like, I have this, and this is who I am. It's like you know, you have to figure out a way right. to seek professional help to work your. Don't don't let it stop you from 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 living. You know, you're not a vampire. If you go outside, the sun isn't going to burn your flesh off. Like you, you have to figure out how to how to. If you want certain unless things you're out of Saul's life, brother. You what are you talking this about? is the better call Saul. You know, I mean, spoiler alert, first of all. Second of all, what you never saw that show? That? I don't know. You're talking another... about going on the sun. He was well, afraid to go out of the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That, I, I, yes, I did see. That was an old. I but, thought you were talking about the new. No, no, no. Here's a tip for podcasting work on your segues a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Always work on your segues. Yeah, Frederick, yeah I know. First of all, you said afraid to go out in the sun, and he was afraid to open the door in the I, sun. I get that, but it's such a, a reference that probably 50% of people aren't going to understand. <laughs> and the way you said it, I didn't even understand what you were talking about. And I've seen those episodes. I mean, immediately thought you were giving a spoiler, um, which, uh, you know, I haven't seen the latest episodes of Better Call Saul. Um, so anyway. All right. So work on your segues. Work on your segues a little bit. Make sure everyone's on the same page. What were you saying when I interjected? I was saying, don't be like a van. Don't think you're like a vampire going outside and the sun's going to burn your skin. Mm-hmm. 
which you could have used like a vampire reference or something, <laughs> which was but, where I would have but, but they could go in the sun in Twilight, right? They just mm. shimmered. Uh, I guess they could. Yeah. Did you see that Batman? Did you see the new Batman? I did. I did. I saw it. It was pretty good, right? I do. I like the dark twist on Batman. Yeah, it was pretty good. I have to watch it again to see if I actually... Whenever it's a superhero movie, people like complain. I'm like, bro, they're wearing tights. It's based on a comic book. You kind of have to suspend disbelief like a lot. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, spoiler alerts. The the Riddler was state... Like he was across the street the whole time. He was in his little apartment across the street. Yeah, it wasn't like the well-dressed... Like, he was super smart with his his uh, little riddles, but yeah. he wasn't like the extrovert that the Riddler kind of is. No, like a Jim Carrey version. Yeah. Or like the old-school Batman, um, you know, with the little I, purple question marks all over. I like it. I like the darker approach. Gotham, to me, is always a dark thing anyway, but the, I will say this. It was, a good mo- it was a good movie. I had high fairly high expectations for it based off of the banter that i've heard about it mm-hmm. leading up to it uh i think that the dude from twilight whatever his name is robert uh, pattinson yes. he's really trying to he, he did a good job oh yeah he did a great the job. movie was a little slow moving i mean it's like me. a three hour movie yeah it was a little slow moving i think it was it could have been a little bit more streamlined a little more ass kicking a little less you know Catwoman, but that's just you know yeah uh i do <laughs> like the Set work, the lighting, the way it's... I mean, you look at all of that, it's incredible. Yeah. I had a, a friend in high school who actually, her dad uh, worked on movies his whole his whole life. He worked in production. Um, he worked on one of my favorite movies, uh, The Conversation with Gene Hackman. Um, it's a really dry, boring, like, 1979 movie. <laughs> uh, you, you know, Enemy of the State with Will Smith? Yes. I, it's, it's, it's like, references that older movie a lot. He worked on that, and, like, thinking back on that, like, that would have been an opportunity for me to be like, hey, he works on movies. She eventually got a job on uh, on on uh, SVU uh, working production. So I'm not saying I could have definitely gotten a job, but, like, when you see when you see stuff like that out there, if you know, oh, man, if you're, if you're a youngster and you actually know what you want to do, like yeah. that is so golden and you should just focus and follow that and don't listen to any relatives that are trying to shoot down your passion or what you, you go follow it and see, you know, you might think you want to be a singer. Uh, maybe you're not very good at it, but if you follow that passion, it might lead you to like production work or uh, working in a studio or being a songwriter. It might lead yeah. you to all different stuff. But if you just let somebody kill that on the vine and you don't follow it, like you're, you're going to, you're going to, I take it from me, you're going to regret it. Uh, you know, I, I was never in that place where I knew exactly what I wanted to be, which, you know, which is, you know, left me where I am right now. Me too. So if you, but if you do know what you mm-hmm. want to do, really get after it as soon as you, you know, I'm hoping my kids just, I'm hoping my kids know, cause me and my wife are just like derp. We don't know what we want to do and, and we're doing whatever, but like, you know, it's so much nicer when you, you know, you see somebody like Justin Bieber, he was, he was into me, he plays the drums. He, he was into doing stuff at a young age mm-hmm. and you get to develop that like mm-hmm. so much so much sooner that's probably why they're, they're great at what they do because like any thing in in life if you practice your craft yeah you get great at it you know people are like oh well you know uh, i'm not really that good at it you ever watch like for you know, everyone is always going to be drawn to go to the sports and be like okay well I'll look at a professional baseball player the they sports. practice five days a week you know yeah. the sports uh, celebrity is what I was going to say uh, but you can even do it on an artistry level like I have literally seen uh, on TikTok hmm. a kid who posted like a time lapse of like his drawings over the course of when he started drawing as a kid to where he was at at 21 and where he started at as a kid would be like as any kid and you know like 
let's call it eight years old by 13 he was still man so great you know but a little bit better you know 17 he started getting into like shading and stuff like that by 21 it's like it's incredible and it's like it's not something that you think that people that draw like you you're born with the artistic ability to be able to draw mm -hmm. but that's not the case i had uh friends uh in college that this one friend a painter uh, he was horrible, and we used to make fun of him because he was so bad, but he just stayed at it, stayed at it, stayed at it, and he got so good, so amazing. I had another friend, a, a roommate, good friend of mine, uh, he, he played guitar, and he played classical guitar all, he, that's all he did was play, he went to, you know, he, whatever job, school, but then he would just sit in his room and play over and over again, the same thing, over and over and over again, and, and you know, killed it. So it does take that, you have to be dedicated, and you will get better. That was my last piece of advice is mm -hmm. like, uh, learn to code, if you don't know what you want to do, Did learn you JavaScript. That in school? You know, I, I learned all the, all the coding I know. I learned through through the internet. People people at school are usually behind, and it's way more expensive than no. just buying a book or going online. I think they teach it in like middle school now. Good, they should. They you should. Know, you know how we, I used to have typing. We used to have typing. I class. used to have typing too. They teach coding. Yeah, in school. That's great. Good. Learn it. Learn a code. Learn JavaScript specifically. I would say. Um, that's my last piece of advice. I, I, the other thing is, uh, uh, if, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> so always be early. I'm never early to shit, but you should be, <laughs> you should be. I think I was maybe a minute early today. I but was anyway. just barely here on time. I yeah. went and got a haircut this morning. Yeah. So. I guess get, get work for yourself. So you could just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. And then that way your, your no, merit. Listen, what? don't get, find some way to get rich before you have to work for yourself. Yeah, I mean, do <laughs> that's that. my best advice to younger me. Buy some crypto younger yeah, me. Find, find, um, find some way to get rich. Yeah. I mean that that's your first option. Second option is if you're working for yourself, it's kind of nice, but, kinda, uh, but nobody else is going to do the work for you. Yeah. Um, well, until you grow your business and, and you if can you hire people to yep. do this stuff, you know, like and bookkeeping, I don't want to do that. Oof, me either. Thank Tasty you, nuggets. That's it. That's all. All right. I'm good. Bye. Tasty nuggets.